Okay, 001, third year. So uh, it's been decided that tonight's shear should be to whatever degree it can be to the schus of a for um, it will be very good if we could focus that we're relying on Hashem to make her better. Right. Not so that'll be it'll fit in with with uh, with what we're learning about. Okay, I, I, I although we will start covering ground very shortly, one of these weeks. But I, I, I want to get a handle on what we're doing and the structure of the Chayvus Halvodus. The more we're able to do that, the more benefit we'll get out of learning the Chayvus Halvodus. It's not just, we're not learning, you know, we could learn a lot of things. We could learn Ramban and Chumash, and it would be a wonderful Limud, but we're learning this as a, as a, as a practical handbook to, to, to act upon and to do. <coughs> So it's important to, to get a handle on, because the safe is very, very structured. Chavis is very organized and structured, so it's Kedai to spend a little time getting a handle on what that structure is. So the first, uh, th- first I want to say that I felt a little funny last week. We started getting into Pitachon and Hishtadlus and one lock on the door and two locks on the door and how sick do you have to be. It's really, it's my fault. We're learning Shar HaBitachon. And we're used to like instant gratification. <laughs> like if something takes a lot of time, forget it. The Chodos HaVavos in Shar HaBitachon is the entire Shar who'll be giving guidelines and rules and explanations and very specific uh, rules and, 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 and steps to take to achieve bitachon, and one of those rules is going to be bitachon and hishtadlus. And the truth is that if we should really be having bitachon workshops, I, it's not my style, so uh, it's one of the things I'm not good at. But the truth is, maybe when we finish our bitachon, that would be a, a, a fantastic project to do, if I'm able to explain it properly, and I hope I hope I am. I'll try to. So then it could actually, the Chavit HaVovitz can be outlined, like an outline form on how to achieve Bitachon from the beginning of the Shah to the end of the Shah. It's very, very structured. And it's a progression. And then you can make, I guess, what's called workshops, where you actually, either you talk about it or you act out, whatever people do in workshops, they've never been to one. <laughs> so, uh, but that's when we finish. You need patience. For the whole picture of Bitochon to emerge, it's going to be the accumulation of these many weeks, which we'll be learning the entire Shire. So, of course, we'll talk about it as it goes on. But you have to realize, like, you're not going to... Like, I felt funny this week after it was over. We're not going to... It would be foolish to try to resolve the Bitochon Hishtadlus juggling, the balance between Bitochon and Hishtadlus in... Now, when we're not started yet, and in a two-minute question and answer, uh, it's not fair. It's not right. That bitachon is very, very difficult to achieve, and there's many different levels. But that's what the sha'ar revi and chavis is. So it, it's going to take time, and that's why we're learning. Let's 
you could buy a safer in a store called Safer Habitacha. <coughs> and it's maybe very inspiring and it brings down Chazal and it's stories. But it's not structured in order that you should achieve Bitachon. It's very inspiring. So you might achieve it for a day or two or maybe for longer. But it's not a workbook. Chavis is like you buy a workbook for math or a workbook for other things. Chavis is a workbook for every Sha'ar that he has. And we're learning Sha'aravi. So Mitzvah Shem will learn the whole thing and the things that will come up before the right time, before before we're into the Shire and learning about it, so it, you know, we can't just close our minds. Certainly things will come up, but remember that it's at this point it's really just stimulation to stimulate the mind. It's something to think about. If I bring something up, it's really more to think about. The resolution will be as we go through the Shire, Mitzvah Okay, and you know, and, and you know, you could start thinking about like last week we were talking about the locks. So someone said, "No, but you know, they, it's easy to break open one lock." <laughs> so I said, "Okay, if it's easy to break open one lock, he could have two locks." Like there was an audible sigh of relief in the room. <laughs> so I was thinking afterwards, why? why? That's that, that's something to think about. You know, I have it with, with, the, with the men, I have it with Parnosa. I say, you know, really, Hashem provides for us, and we really don't have to go to work, because Hashem will provide for us, except everybody's nervous. Like, what, what am I, who's going to cover the bank? <laughs> who's going to pay the bills? It's very nice to talk about Hashem, but, but Lamaisa, who's going to, right? Then you say, oh, but Hishtadla says we have to go to work. <laughs> but that sigh of relief is because we really don't have bitachon. Just realize that. If we really truly have the ultimate bitachon, the ultimate, then we wouldn't sigh in relief. We would shrug in dismay and say, okay, you know, I'm forced to go to work and spend eight hours a day, nine hours a day, maybe ten hours a day, wasting my time, essentially, because that's what Hashem wants us to do and that's how Hashem wants us to act for reasons which we will learn in Chavaz Halvavas. Chavaz Halvavas is, is uh, very big on, on working for a living. He pushes it incessantly and constantly. And, uh, but it, it, it's that sigh of relief. Now I can have two lakhs. There's something wrong there. So that's something to think about. If we really, why we're sighing in relief. Okay. So think of the Chavis Halvavas, I, I just jotted down some notes. Think of the Chavis Halvavas, like, we're not studying it. It's like the difference between studying, if you study science, let's say you study astronomy. So you, it's not really Nogea. Like, you're not, you're not going to use it in your everyday life. But it's good to have knowledge. So some things we learn, it's very worthwhile to have knowledge, and you learn Hashem's view of things. But the Chavis Halavis is like studying medicine. We, we really, you're going to use it. And that's how he wrote it, and that's why he wrote it. The Hakdoma. Now I have to say a few words about the Hakdoma. We're learning the Hakdoma. The Hakdoma does not discuss, it's not meant to discuss 
bitachon. It'll come up because he talks about it, but it's not a discussion of what bitachon is or how you should have it or how you can achieve it or when you have to use it. That's in the shar. That's what he talks about in shar habitachon. Thakdama. We'll go back now to the first paragraph. Thakdama tells you these are the benefits of bitachon. Hey, this is an advertising trick. Chavit Alvovus is starting off in Hagdama, and he's saying, if I could promise you that you'll be rich and successful, and you'll have financial security, and you'll have friends, you'll be socially very, uh, you'll, you'll be very successful socially, and you'll have Right? I, I, I'm going to offer you something now, Rechavis Aldovus is saying, which is going to make you an Olam Hazer, financially secure, socially uh, adept, and you're going to have friends, and you're going to be successful socially, and you're going to be healthy, and you're going to have a good attitude, and you're going to be emotionally healthy, if, and you're going to have more of an awareness of Hashem, and you're going to be able to you're going to just have more awareness of Hashem in your life. And you're going to relate to Him. You're going to be a tzaddikah. Besides everything else, you're going to have it all. So you say, what's... So do you want to learn how to get that? So you say, yeah. So that's what he does in the Hakdama. The Hakdama is a list of benefits of bitachon. That's what, you have to, that's what the Hakdama is. These are the benefits of bitachon. It's not how to achieve it yet. It's not what it is yet, or what it isn't yet, or how to compare it to Hishtadlus, or when do you use it in Gashmius, and when do you use it in Ruchnius, and what, what does it mean if other people do something to me, how does that affect my bitachon, and so on and so forth. Nothing. It's a list of benefits. So this is to lure you into learning about it and wanting to achieve it. This is like the, the medicine man. <laughs> He's standing on a truck. And he's saying, I have something for you that's going to fulfill all your dreams. You're going to be happy, emotionally stable, healthy. You're going to be in a good mood. You're going to have a good attitude. It's going to make you financially secure. It's going to... It, it, it's so you say, Wow. So that's what he does. He lists the benefits. That's the Hakdamba. It's just... It's an advertisement. He's listing the benefits of Bitachon. So the first paragraph says... The first benefit. Stepping back, the first benefit he says, and he says it's a major chiddush. The first benefit is, he says, when you have bitachon in Hashem, Hashem responds in kind. You have. What does he say in the first paragraph? The first benefit. He says everybody relies on something. No such thing. We talked about this. You, you, you either rely if, on your own intelligence, or you're on your own resourcefulness, your own ability to make things happen, or you, but whatever you do, you're, or you're relying on other people, as, as I talked about the list two weeks. But you're always relying on something. So Hashem says, no. If you rely on me, then I will respond in kind. And you will have that relationship with me, and I will, it's not a promise, but I'll explain the dynamic of Hashem responding in kind. 
as I explained two weeks ago. That's not what bitachon is. You see that clearly in the Chavis Halvadis, because he says that's the first benefit of bitachon. So to say that bitachon is to trust that Hashem will give you what you want is wrong, as I said two weeks ago, but it's a benefit of bitachon. This is what he says in the first paragraph. If you don't rely on Hashem, if your reliance is on other things, and you neglect Hashem, we'll talk about that. You're relying on... I mean, I, I, I love talking about Israel, because it's such a... I don't know if... It's such a wonderful example. When you rely on others, so Hashem says, okay... You are now subject to the normal events of life. And Meser my Hashgacha, Hashem withdraws, so to speak, and Hashem says, "You want you, you want to leave things up to your own intelligence? Go ahead." And if you look at history, people that rely on their own intelligence, they don't have a good batting record. They don't have a good track record because other people also have intelligence, and other people are jealous of them, and other people try to undermine them. And things always happen. You could make tremendous plans and then the stock market crashes or this, this happens or that happens. The most we, we, We've all experienced people who have had the most elaborate plans for their lives and events, events take over. So, so the, first, the first paragraph of the Chavit HaVav is the first benefit the benefit is when you truly have bitachon and you truly rely on Hashem, Hashem responds in kind. He's there for you. And he is more likely, I'll use the word more likely because there's never any promises, but he's more likely to give you what you want as a benefit of having bitachon. Point one. Point two, what's fascinating is that the Chodesh Halvodos said in his very first few lines that there are benefits in spiritual spirituality, in Ruchnius, and there are benefits in Gashmius. His first paragraph starts off that this is the benefit for Ruchnius. But then, if you read the rest of the paragraph, he talks about Gashmius. He talks about Hashem will give you life, Hashem will give you and, and he gives examples in, in, in the psukim that he brings down. They're all gashmiyostika things. They're either the, it's financial things, or it's health, or it's winning, uh, you know, winning battles, overcoming conflicts. In other words, so it's very it's, it's funny. He doesn't bring down any psukim about about ruchnius. He brings down all the psukim about money, <laughs> about life, about health. So the answer is that, as we'll learn in the Chayvus Halvavus later in the Shire, this, the idea of asking Hashem and relying on Hashem for, for directly for Ruchnius is very problematic. Hashem doesn't want you to. That's the area where you don't have bitachon in. You don't. We'll learn. It, it, I'm not. It's not as blanket as that because every ruchniyastik move we make is depending on our physical, on the physical too, and that's his point in this paragraph. You can't be from 
And you can't do good things, you can't live a full spiritual life if you're not healthy. And you can't live a spiritual life if you're beset with Daigus Parnosa. And you can't, you can't, we, we all know this. And, and if you don't have the Gashmiyustika benefits of life, whether it's health or money or good relationships with one's spouse or one's children, then you can't you can't say, okay, I'm in the Ruchaniyastika world. It doesn't go. It doesn't go. You can't daven, you can't think about Hashem. We can't think about Hashem when we have the Olam Hazet Saurus. So when it comes to, I want to be good and I want to do mitzvahs, the direct Ruchaniyastika he doesn't say that's a benefit of bitachon that you'll be able to do mitzvahs directly, because that's up to you, and that you're not allowed to rely on Hashem, and that you have to get up and do. You have to make believe you can't, but you can rely on Hashem to give you health, in order that you are able to do mitzvahs, in order in order that you're able to serve Him. You can rely on Hashem to give you parnasa, in order that you are able to to serve Him. So that's what the first paragraph talks about. He starts off saying, Benefit number one in regard to Ruchnius. And then the rest of the paragraph talks about Gashmius. As I explained. He's talking about Gashmius because you can't have Ruchnius without Gashmius. You can't. If you're not set up well, reasonably well, basically well, you can't. Why is it always an emphasis of no gashmius? What? Why is it always an emphasis of no gashmius? Not in the Chaymas Alvavis, there isn't. What do you mean by no gashmius? You have to be healthy. You have to... You have to. It's not the purpose of your existence. It's not the purpose of what you're here for. But it's necessary. Hashem constructed the world that it's necessary to have whatever gashmius is necessary to be in a good mood, to be healthy... Not to be worried. These, these are normal things. And Hashem wants us to have those benefits. That's why the Torah always talks about being successful, being healthy, having parnosa. Right? It talks about all the things that we should be successful because we, because people who are not successful can't really move on to the real purpose of their existence. So that's why he talks about in this first paragraph, he talks about all Gashmius things. Because the direct Ruchnius, you can't have me talking about. But the benefit for Ruchnius is that you'll have the Gashmius sticker benefits which will enable you to stop, to work where really, what the real focus of your life should be. So the answer, Bekitza, that's not the purpose. It, we need it. That's how Hashem made us. Hashem made us with a goof, and Hashem made us with bills. Hashem made us with, uh, with, 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 with what we go through life. But that's not the purpose. It's uh, why Hashem did it that way. We have to learn Ramchal. You know, why Hashem did it that way. It could be for an Esoyon. It could be because in Olam, that's why we're greater than the Malachim, because we overcome. And we use the Gashmiyus to serve Hashem, and that's that's why Oretz was created, and we're greater than the Malachim. According to the Rambam, the Olam Hanitzchi, where we will exist forever, 
we'll have some form of our guf there as well, because we've utilized the guf also in Avodah Hashem. But I'll, I mean, these are already a different area than what we're learning about. So let's go over that first paragraph. So the very first few lines said that this is essential, bitachon is essential and important because it has so many benefits. He doesn't tell you he wants you to be from. He doesn't tell you, what do you mean? You have an obligation to have bitachon. You're not from if you don't have bitachon. He says, it's wonderful. Look at the benefits I'm giving you. So this is the advertising page. doso is that you have peace of mind. You have peace of mind when you're relying on Hashem. Here's the benefit. Let's not kid ourselves. A person has to rely on something or somebody. So, someone who's relying on something other than Hashem, so Hashem says, okay, have it your way. And he says, okay, you want to rely on what the Navi calls the konerotsuts, on the broken reed? You want to rely on the stock market tip that you got? You want to rely on the advertising campaign that you're running? You want to rely on your own street smarts, on your own business acumen? Okay, but, you know, like, think, there's a lot of competition out there, and the other person also has a lot of business acumen. And what are you going to do if he does that? And who knows what could happen? And there could be a, you know, there could be a hurricane tomorrow. There could be rain. You could be, the electricity can blow. There could be an airport strike. And then, and all your, right, everything's hooked up and it spoils. We, just think of the various things that go on. So he's saying, if you don't have Bitochen and Hashem, Hashem is Masalik Hashgacha, very powerful thing, and it leads you to the vicissitudes of life, which are full of disappointments, which are full of sorrows, which are full of diseases, full of competition, full of evil people who, who want to mess the other fellow up. Hashem is not there to protect you. We're talking now in extremes. If you totally rely, forget about Hashem. Let's go through the Psukim. We'll see. The Yia Bedargas, if he only relies on things other than Hashem, he'll be on the Madrega of Mishanem Arbohem, as the Navi states, Kishtayim Ros Osu Ami, as we said this week, it's a fantastic statement. Hashem says you're doing two things wrong. First of all, Osi Ozvu Mekormayim Chayim. Lachsov lohem, to, to you out, to dig out, boros, boros, nishborim. Now remember that makormayim chayim is a spring. So a spring doesn't dry up, right? It's always flowing. It has its own water. It's its own source. Hashem doesn't need an outside source. Hashem is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Hashem is called the makormayim chayim. Meanwhile, Bnei Yisrael went and they dug boros. Bor is a, is, a, is a pit. A pit doesn't have its own water. A bor, <laughs> it only, so they dug out a pit, that's first of all, meaning that pit also doesn't have water. <laughs> it just has water if someone put in water. So 
That's what they're relying on. They're relying on a bore. They could have had a mayon. They could have had a, a, a mayon. They could have had a spring that has its own water. It's constantly flowing water. And instead they dug out a bore, A, which has no water of its own. If someone put in water, fine. If no one put in water, it also doesn't have. Boros nishborim. Not only that, but it's leaks. <laughs> the bore leaks. Well, there's no guarantee that even after someone put in water into the bore, Right, you go to, you're relying on someone to help you out. So where does he have the ability to help you out? Who says he is so secure, and he's able to? You were relying the whole time on that person. He's gonna help you, and then you find out he also has nothing, or he's not able to help you. He says, "I'm not liquid now. I can't help you. I'm, I'm, I'm myself in debt." And he's boros nishvarim. He has bigger tsaris than you. So, Kaddish Baruch Hu has the, that taina. They left me and they went to there. So, if you do that, the punishment is as Hashem punishes, quote unquote, by letting you eat the fruits. Hashem usually punishes by just letting you eat the fruit of your actions. He doesn't have to lift a finger, so to speak. He just says, okay, that's the way it'll be. For Omar, so I was wondering about that Pasuk. It's a Pasuk in Tilim that describes the Egel. I was wondering what the Chavit Alvada sees in that Pasuk. I don't know, that's maybe a man's way of learning. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, what does he see in that Pasuk? So I decided he means that the shore itself is eating grass. That's what he's trying to bring out. Instead of having... They switched instead of having Hakadosh Baruch Hu, they switched it to a. They they, they, they worship the shore, and the shore is eating grass. If the shore wouldn't eat grass, it would starve. So the shore needs grass. So that's the incongruity of it. So that's more clear. That he probably sees in that pasuk, and it's worthwhile to think about that when you say the pasuk. According to the Chavis Halvavis, the meaning of the Pasuk would be that if you boteach Pashem, then indeed, right? that, that would be the double expression there in the Pasuk, the Chavis Halvavis' point. That if you boteach Pashem, then Hashem is indeed Miftacho. But if not, then not. The Omar, another Pasuk, Ashri Agevash, Som Hashem Miftacho. That's purveyors of falsehood. It means people who are trying, uh, people, people who you rely on them. Below Fono, you rely on people, you rely on other forces, you rely on, on politicians, you rely on others to help you. So again, what is this point in this Pasuk? Probably that you have a choice. He's trying to set up that you always rely on something. And, and therefore, the benefits of relying on Hashem is that Hashem responds in kind. So he says, Because it's indeed either or. Maybe it's degrees, but the degree to which you have to work on, to what degree you're relying. But... That's the point. It's an either-or situation.
So Ashrei HaGever, or maybe it's Ashrei HaGever, maybe that's the point he's trying to bring out. The idea that if, that the reward for relying on Hashem will be that Hashem grants you. So he says, Ashrei HaGever, Eshosom Hashem He doesn't say, you know, Boruch is just okay, you did a good thing, so you get a reward in Olam Haba. But Ashrei HaGever means you're, you're, you're blessed, you're lucky, it's good for you, it's good for you, it works, it works. For Omar, Oru HaGever, Sheyiftach Ba'odom, for some Bosar Zero'o, Umin Hashem Yosur Libo. This is very harsh, extremely harsh Pasuk. But the Mephorshim say the harshness is, look at the last four words. Umin Hashem Yosur Libo. It's degrees, and we all have to work on it. Aurur will only be if Umin Hashem Yosur Libo, if indeed you're, you remove Hashem from your sights, you remove Hashem from the picture. That's the extreme the other way. So then we'll say Aurur. But again, that's, but the point of the Posig and the point of the, of the Chazalos bringing the Posig is that we're dealing with these, to the degree, to what degree is it Hashem that you're relying on, and to what degree is it, is it Bosar Vadam, is it nature, is it, is it what you think is natural, is naturally going to happen. Someone who indeed relies on... So, so till now, really, he was talking about relying on others to help you. And now he says, you know, you have a person that says, I don't rely on anyone. I don't, I'm an independent person. I have no faith in anyone. I don't trust anyone. I don't rely on anyone. I, I do things. But really, you're relying on yourself. Someone who relies on his own wiles, the tachbulosov, and his own plans, the koach gufo, or his own health, he's relying that he'll be healthy. He's relying on his... It's not up to you if you're going to be healthy or not. So, not ultimately. Ultimately, for everything to work, only HaKadosh Baruch Hu could make this complex body work. To his amtsuso, and he relies on his own Zrizus, he relies on it. He says, I'm Horatio Alja. I'm going to work, I'm going to succeed. That's it. So, Yimsveo Hashem Biyadatsmo. You know, a person's very puny. A person can just do that much. A person can barely, <laughs> a person can do anything by himself. He can't swallow his food by himself. It's not up to him to swallow his food. Everything has to work. If it doesn't work, he chokes. He has to digest the food. I just read an article, when was it, 10 days ago in Hamudia, they constructed an artificial stomach. A couple of million dollars, they're doing studies. So it just says in the article that they really don't understand completely the, how a stomach works. Even now, even you think, what didn't scientists discover by now? What don't they know? They know everything there is to know. No, a simple thing like how the stomach works, how it digests food, what it rejects, what it takes in, how the juices flow, why it doesn't eat itself up with the acids. So it says they, they built this multi-million dollar stomach simulator so that they can study 
how the stomach breaks down food and maybe they'll be able to figure out which foods are, uh, you know, works better to get nutrition out of. But it says they don't, they don't really fully understand the stomach, so they can't mamish make a stomach because there's too much there. So, so that's not also, even, eating food is not up to a person. Breathing is not up to a person. So you want to be on your own, yimsrei Hashem biyadatsmo. If you, it's very good to exercise. Oh, I better, <laughs> you have to exercise. It's good. You have to be in shape. But if a person starts relying on that, you know, it, it's an avodazara by, by the secular world. And I hope it didn't creep into the Jewish world yet. You have to make sure it doesn't become an avodazara. And there are people, I jog every day. I'm fit. I'm going to live to be, right? And people boast like that. You read books on physical fitness. People, I don't smoke and I jog. I'm, that's how you live to be, whatever, 90, 120, 150, I'm going to live. Then you read in the newspaper, they died of a heart attack as they were jogging. It happens very often. So that's not to say, again, this is the old story. You can't rely on that. You do it because that's part of how you stay healthy. That's part of what you have to do. But, you can't rely. You rely on your own efforts. Hashem will say, okay, let's see how well you do on your own. Vaz Yisachzev. He'll be muhzav. Can't say it any better. Miyagiyo, from all of his work, people slave and work and money, and then, and then nothing happens. It all crashes. They overextend themselves in loans. And I, Think yourselves just about life. How what, what happens in life? All the sorrows people have, things don't work out. All the best plans. So the only aids us to have bitachon. What happens if a person falls sick? A little virus attacks him, and there go all of his plans. He can't have the business meeting. He's sick in bed. And there, go, there goes his, his loan that he was going to borrow money from the bank. The seed al You know, it won't work. The Pesach says in Eov, you, you end up outsmarting yourself. That's what the Pesach in Eov is saying. Hashem captures Chachamim in their own in their own wisdom, in their own wiles. That's the word you would use. Bekitza, what we would call, he outsmarted himself. He's so smart that he outsmarted himself. The Omar Shafti Varo Tachas Hashomish Kilo Lakalam Haymerutz. Not the swift don't always win the race. Vlo Lagiborim Hamolchama. Not always do the strongest side. Does the strongest side win the war? Begamlo Lachachamim Lechem. Begamlo Lanavonim Osher. You see someone rich. What did the Tevye sing? When they think you're smart if you're rich. It's not like that. That's what he said. When you're rich, they think you really know. But we know it's not true. It's not the smartest people who are the richest people in the world. On the contrary, you look at people who are successful, you, you wonder. What's going on? What happened? The Omar Kfir and Roshiv are Evu, young lions who are healthy and able. Roshu, 
they're poor, bro'evu. They can't, they can't put it together. V'dorshe Hashem lo chol tov. So if you rely on yourself, Hashem lets that be. V'yembotach al rovhono, you say, I'm wealthy. A guy walking around, he has, I told you, limitless funds. So he's on top of the world. Like, there's no problem I can't face. I'll just, I'll just pay money and I'll take care of the problem. So who says he'll stay with the money? And then you develop an ulcer and he has to eat crackers and cottage cheese. And no amount of money can cure the ulcer. Or the money can be lost. The stock market could crash just because it's the, the bank. What's the bank? He, he invested in dollars. The dollar goes down to 4.23. He bought it when the dollar was 4.45. He thought it's going to shoot up. There's going to be a war in Lebanon. He bought all the dollars. Now the dollar is 4.22. The guy lost thousands of dollars overnight. Can't figure it out. You lose money. People lose money overnight. Kamaimer HaKosov, Osher Yishka Veloye Yosef. He doesn't die. He's still around. Einov Pokach, he wakes up in the morning, Veinenu. And uh, there was a tsunami in, J- in Japan, and everything crashed. I remember when Japan was the strongest economy in the world. And, so to speak, overnight. It took a few days. Overnight, the economy, this happened like two decades. I don't think it recovered yet, Japan. It used to be everybody invested in the yen or in businesses in Japan. And the whole thing collapsed. Then they struggle to recover, but plenty of people lost plenty of money. The Omar Altiga Lahashir, don't spend so much time trying to become rich. don't rely on your, stop with your, with your uh, intelligence, with your machinations. It's like that, it's gone. Oh, you could have money. You might lose the money. Or you could have the money. I say you develop an ulcer. And what good is all your money? You spend half your money on security systems so that people shouldn't steal your money. Hashem, very easily something happens, you can't benefit from your money. There's plenty of rich people who have no pleasure. Everybody, <coughs> rich people are usually either miserable or nervous or scared they're going to lose their money. <coughs> well, they, can't do, they can't do anything with it. You know, once you're past your first million, what, what are you going to do? How much can you enjoy? What do you do with it? So you end up just, you don't know what to do with it. You go crazy. You or you're worried stalker. about kidnappers. You could give it to stalker. Or you're worried about kidnappers. Now there's a new thing, right? You have to buy security guards for all your children if you're too rich. Or you could... Who knows what? You know, we're, we're living here. You go live in other parts of the world. You're, the, the rich people are scared. They're scared to show their face in public. They're, they're scared to walk around. We shot. I don't know. Kennedy was probably very happy when he was elected president. It was on top of the world. So what did it get him? <laughs> Two years later, he was dead. He'd still be alive today if he wouldn't have been elected president. So if you gave him a choice, what would he pick? 
the year kipikodon etzlo. The money is just a pikodon for who shomrum and apagoyim. He's not saying about giving stalker. He's saying many times people have no benefit from their money. They can't enjoy it. A person is a workaholic. A simple workaholic doesn't enjoy his money. He works longer hours. You know, there's a joke with the fisherman. I'm sure everybody knows the joke. The guy sees a guy fishing. He says, come join me in my business. He says, you know, You'll work, you'll make money. You'll have enough money, you'll be able to retire. You retire, you'll be able to fish a whole day. He says, I'm fishing a whole day now. For who shomer menapogom, achiyil lemishu roi v'zakailo. And sometimes, right, it's a Yerusha, Hashem maneuvers that you have no benefit from the money. K'moshe omer achosot v'lachotin osan inyon, leso v'lichnos, lasus v'tov v'neholo kim. That's, rather the Pesach says, by homon Russia. He had all that wealth in order that it was nothing. He didn't benefit from it. Mordechai got it. Sometimes people are very wealthy. You think they're on top of the world and they can die early and the, the whole purpose of them having money was that it should go over to their children or it should go to their competitor or takes over the business. You don't know. You can't rely. It's a joke. It's a joke to rely on anything else. Look, he's going through the different things that can happen. If you, it's certainly true, especially if you're not rich, that you imagine. I, I say the closest thing to bitochen and Hashem is having money, because people think if I only had money, every single problem would be solved. Because it's not just money. I have doctors. I have medicines. I I, w- I wouldn't have to like I, I would do everything I want in the world. I, I would I would learn. I would do mitzvahs. I would, I just need a lot of money. <laughs> That's what we rely on. That's why it says in God we trust on the money. Nobody chaps what it means. <laughs> but it's not true. It, it, it talk to rich people. It's totally not true. It doesn't give them much of anything. Doesn't give them anything, and then the Chavis Halov is described. You can lose it; it's nothing. The Efshar Shiyeh Ahon Sibus Kilyonov of Danafsho, right? You get your kids kidnapped. I said you get a bullet in your head. It gives you an ulcer. It makes you stay up nights worrying about the money. So that's the first paragraph. The first benefit. Mashenkin, if you have bitochen and Hashem, you go through tilim. Many, many psukim. Yichastcha Hashem aleinu kasher yichal muloch. Vabotech b'Hashem chesed yisov venuk. I mean, countless psukim that describe the Chayvus Halavos's first point, which is really a chiddush that Hashem will respond in kind if you rely on Him. I can explain that now. You, so I used to think it's a reward. Hashem rewards you. It's a nice reward. But I don't have time now. We'll pick it up from here next week. I don't want to go over the time. But uh, it's more It's more than just a reward. It's almost, it makes sense. And it's, 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 it's appropriate and it makes sense I can't say it's. it has to be that way because we're talking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
you have to be careful how you talk. But just like it makes sense that when you rely, think of your children, think of friends, think of your own relationships, and you'll realize that when someone's relying on you, let's say, you know, if someone, if you owe someone money, okay, so you'll give them the money, you owe it to them. Maybe you'll give it to them, maybe you won't give it to them. But if someone's relying on you for money, even if you don't owe it, you'll see that your natural feeling that you should give it to them because they're relying on you. And without your giving it to them, they're going to be stuck. And, and, and what's going to be? And, and someone wires you, you know, from a foreign country, you get a wire, I'm stuck here and I, I'm, re- I'm relying on you, you're the only per- I'm relying on you to send me $200 for a ticket out of here. I have nothing, I'm, I'm stuck, I'm lost, I lost my password. I'm relying on you. So think if he wired you, could you lend me $200? You, you, you owe me, I did you a lot of favors in the past, give me $200. Think how you'll feel. And then think how you feel if they wire you, can you please send me $200? I'm relying on you, I'm stuck, I'm, 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 I'm helpless. I'm, I'm looking to you and, you know, that's what happens with the Ebishter. When you really rely on Hashem, Ooh, that's, that's a whole different relationship. Okay, we'll pick it up. This is to explain the Chayv